0: Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Three, let Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing nothing but pure sports. And welcome, everybody, to FanStream Sports, powered by DSP Media. This is the Fighting Irish Daily Blitz, and I'm your host, Rob Fedoff, also known as RPT. You can find me on Twitter, at PFedoff. So we had big news for episode 50 when Coach Bray... Made it known that he was stepping down as the men's basketball coach at the end of this season. For this episode, episode 55, we also have big news. Tommy Reese, the offensive coordinator for the football team, has decided to leave and head down to Tuscaloosa, Alabama to coach for, to me, the greatest football coach, at least in my lifetime, maybe in all lifetimes, Nick Saban. Uh, it was reported yesterday that he was being flown down in a private jet uh, to be interviewed by coach Saban and it was just made official that he did accept that position as the offensive coordinator. Uh, let's take a step back too. a lot of people will say, you know, he left for the money to me. That's that's horse right there. It is for now money does play a factor in everything, but it was reported yesterday that Notre Dame would match any offer that Alabama made to Tommy. So money is not really an issue at that point right there. So here's the thing. This was for Tommy to take that next step to get his uh, dream job, which is in the NFL. It's been widely known that he wants to be a coach in the NFL at some point in his career, whether that's a head coach or offensive or a coordinator position, he wants to be in the NFL. And the narrative has always been, and rightfully so, there is stats to back this up. If you're an assistant coach under Saban, your next job is a step up. So here are some prior offensive coordinators at Alabama. So Lane Kiffin, he's now the head coach at Ole Miss. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian is now the head coach at Texas. And then last year's offensive coordinator, Bill O'Brien, he's now, he just accepted the job to be the offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots. Some of those, uh, actually all of those uh, names I listed before, they were head coaches at other uh, uh whether it's the college or NFL at some point, they ended up getting fired. Some of the jobs they had prior to Alabama, it seems like you go to Alabama, you take a, you know, a lesser job as an assistant, and then they either get re-energized, reborn. Uh, They do have results and then they take a even better job for their next job. So Tommy, you know, this is not like he's being fired somewhere else. He's actually going here to, you know, uh, increase his resume. And if he does succeed, he probably will be a coach at some point, whether it's a coordinator or a head coach in the NFL. I don't know if that's going to happen. So let's get into just some of the, how this is negative for Notre Dame right now. He was a great recruiter. I want to say great. He was a solid recruiter. He did get Sam Hartman uh, to transfer from Wake Forest to Notre Dame this year. If you want to call it a transfer, he had graduated from Wake Forest. He's more or less looking for one year to increase his draft stock. So Tommy got him to come to Notre Dame. That would have been his best quarterback that he had at Notre Dame in the five years he was at Notre Dame. Two were as an, uh, more or less a assistant of some sort, offensive assistant, and then the last three, he was the official offensive coordinator for Notre Dame. Uh, and this year, too, you know, last year, you know, Jeff Quinn was – released of his duties as the offensive line coach. We brought back Harry Heastan. The offensive line improved tremendously. It was a slow start, don't get me wrong, but that O-line was uh, night and day compared, it was, compared to what it was in 2021. Wide receiver coach, Dell Alexander, was let go. Uh, great guy, but an awful awful wide receivers coach. We bring in Chancey Stuckey. The wide receivers were not OSU caliber, but they made great strides as well. So you finally got some wide receivers that know what they're doing. An offensive line that was really gelling. You have a quarterback, your best quarterback that you ever had at Notre Dame. Or on paper, that is. We'll see how that goes for 2023. To me, you have all the tools now, Tommy. If that was me, I'd want to see how that progresses Um, in my career as the offense coordinator at Notre Dame. I would like to see how that happens. I know people are different that way. But it's like I finally have all the tools I need to succeed. I'd want to see how that goes. And but he doesn't want to see that. And I I, I, I get that. You know, now he has a chance to uh, learn from the greatest coach of all time. And, you know, Nick Saban can back that up to, to say, hey, look at all my assistants. Their next job is even better than what they had here at Alabama. But here's the thing too. Is Tommy Reese that good? I, I still don't know that. He did some good things, you know, with, with what he only had a, at times I thought Drew Pine was not even good enough to play division two at the NCAA level. The offense did have its moments this year with a limited QB play and what anything that could go wrong with the quarterback play this year, it did. And they didn't really, they never imploded that much, but he kind of kept everything pretty steady with that offense this year with everything that could go wrong. But still, I'm just, is he that good? And they said, well, he coached the the winningest quarterback of all time in Ian Book. Let's take a step back here. Ian Book, he played in a lot of games for Notre Dame. He was a a solid quarterback, but he was not a superstar. I know a lot of people think he was. He wasn't. So here's the thing. Ian Book played in a lot of games, winningest quarterback of all time. But in 2018 and 2019, when Chip Long was the coach, his stats were better when Chip Long was the offensive coordinator instead of when Tommy Reese took over in 2020. I know that was a COVID year, but the stats don't lie. 2018 and 2019, 2018 and 2019, Ian Book's numbers were better than what they were in 2020 under Tommy Reese. And the thing with with Ian Book, too, not to get too far off the subject, he had a lot of talent around him and he had a defense. If you gave Brady Quinn, now Brady Quinn had some talent around him with Jess Samarja, Darius Walker, Rena McKnight, Marie Stovall, and he had a solid offensive line, but he had an awful defense. Those Charlie Weiss defenses were awful. You get Brady even more talent than what Ian had on offense and also a great defense to back him up so the offense doesn't have to score every single possession I think Brady Quinn would have been the winningest quarterback in N. D. history, but that's a discussion for a different day. So, you know, why why is Tommy leaving? You know, Nick Saban, seven titles, they consider him the goat. Uh, you know, all the assistants that have left. But here's the thing, Tommy. You thought you had a control freak, and Brian Kelly micromanaging you big time. Nick Saban's going to be a hell of a lot more of a control freak than what Brian Kelly was. And you can say, well, Brian Kelly's never won a national title, at least not a national title at the D1 level. Fair enough, Nick Saban has. So maybe that's why he's saying, I'm going to leave, I don't care if he's a control freak. He's won nice national titles and this can get me to the NFL. And here's another thing too, the fan base. You think the Notre Dame fa- fan base is crazy? Alabama. If you're not in the hunt for a national title every year, they're going to be coming after you. I'm not saying like in a a violent type of way, but you're going to hear a lot more uh, negativity in the media with the fans if you're if you lose more than one game, which is what they did this year. Uh, it's going to uh, be a little bit interesting there. And here's the thing too: I keep seeing you know the talent, the talent spare Alabama. Maybe, but the gap is not like it was here in 2012 and 2013 when we just got the shit knocked out of us in the national title game by Alabama. Yes, it was here, but it's about here right now. And here's the thing, too, Tommy Reese is going to have to deal with. He's going to have an inexperienced quarterback. Bryce Young is gone. The wide receivers are not like they used to be at Alabama. Uh, There's no Devontae Smiths there anymore. They don't have the wide receivers like Ohio State has right now. So you had a lot of good foundation at Notre Dame coming back last year. They're, I think, these are five stars, supposedly, from Alabama. They're not a season as what you had or what you were getting at at Notre Dame. So that's going to be another thing right there. So to me, if I was Tommy, I would have stayed. But let me play devil's advocate here, too. And I may sound like a hypocrite here, but Notre Dame, um, let's say I, I worked at Notre Dame. And I was working at their film school. Yes, Notre Dame has a film school. It's not USC. It's not NYU. But yes, they do have a film school. And hey, I'm working for Notre Dame. You know, you know, dream job to, to be working for Notre Dame. And also in film because I'm a big movie guy. Well, let's say USC, you know, the hated rival for Notre Dame calls me and says, we want to hire you for our film school. And here's the thing too. Steven Spielberg, who's on their, at least I think he's still on their board. Part of this deal, you will work with Steven Spielberg on his next, let's say, two to three films as a consultant. But you more or less be Steven Spielberg's right hand man uh, uh, for his next two movies, where you will be heavily involved. Where's the U-Haul truck right now? I would accept that in a heartbeat. Even though I'm working at Notre Dame to work for the, let's say, the most influential filmmaker of our generation, if not of any generation because he more or less changed the way we see movies. I mean, the blockbuster really wasn't in term until Steven Spielberg came on board with jaws. And then you got ET Indiana Jones movies, anything that he's a part of. It's a big event. Not so maybe not so much now, but it's still Spielberg. I would jump at that in a heartbeat. So I think that, and that's why Tommy's leaving. You know, I got a chance to coach under the goat, get me to the NFL and go from there. But I just don't see what Saban sees in him. And I'm not trying to badmouth Tommy here, but to me, he's been pretty much an average coach right now at Notre Dame. He's only 30 and there's always been this narrative, you know, this boy wonder, Uh, you know, he's a son of a coach and, you know, he has all this knowledge. And here's the thing too. And let let me do this real quick too. Just to show you how the media can, really make things better than what they are or more negative than what they are. This is from ESPN when it was deter- when it was known that he was taking the job. This was what ESPN says and I've always I, I have some friends that always say oh ESPN, you know they don't know what they're talking about. They have a, an agenda of their own. Now I kind of push that to the side, but I'm starting to kind of believe this more and more. So here it says here. Notre Dame offensive coordinator Tommy Reese has accepted the job to become Alabama's offensive coordinators. Offensive coordinator sources told ESPN. This is where I I kind of laugh. The former star quarterback for the Irish. Let's put it right. He was not a star quarterback at Notre Dame. Yes, he he threw some a lot of touch not really a lot of touchdown passes, but he threw a lot more not more interceptions, but he threw a lot of interceptions as well. He was never a a needlepoint mover uh, to win us games at Notre Dame. He, he, I will say, though, he did save us during that Stanford game when Everett Golson got hurt um, in that the year we went to the national title game. But he was never a star quarterback at Notre Dame, not even close. Uh, took the job officially on Friday, sources told ESPN, and he's informed Notre Dame officials of his decision. And then here it says, Reese 30 is one of the brightest young minds rising in the sport. To me, that's 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 just an opinion. I don't think he's now he could be come that. Let's just say he goes to Alabama this year and they win a national title, they average 50 points a game, you know, similar to what LSU was with Joe Burrow. Okay, I take back what I said. I've been wrong before, but I don't think I'm wrong on this right now. So I just kind of laugh at that when they say star quarterback and then star mind. And that's the thing, too, going back to his so called star quarterback. The year they went to the national title game, yes, he did fill in for Everett Golson for that overtime when he got a concussion. But Everett Golson was the quarterback for Notre Dame in that championship season. So I I just get a kick out of this. So, but back to him being, I always say this too, back to a movie reference, uh, Elizabeth Taylor. Everybody always thought she was just this drop-dead gorgeous Hollywood starlet. I never saw it. I'd not say she wasn't a pretty lady, but to me, if you want to say Hollywood starlet in a beauty sense of a a way, she was very average to me. I went to Catholic school. I'm not bad-mouthing nuns here, but if you put one of her, we always called them like crow hats. I forget what they're, they're called. If you put one of those on her, to me, she's a nun. She's Sister Mary whatever. And not to say nuns aren't attractive, but to me, they're not Hollywood starlets. Yes, they could be attractive. I know I'm getting way off base here, but they're not starlets, and I didn't think Elizabeth Taylor was a Hollywood starlet compared to Grace Kelly, and today Margot Robbie, you know, to me is a Hollywood, you know, drop-dead starlet. To me, Tommy Reese is just an average offensive coordinator in college football right now, and I don't understand what Nick Saban is thinking, but he is the GOAT. He knows more than me about football. And I've heard too that if you take a step back outside the Notre Dame realm, the college football world does respect Tommy Reese a great deal, and maybe they they're about the excuses too in saying, "Hey, he had a second-rate quarterback last year. He's never had a really good quarterback at Notre Dame. They're still kind of trying to figure out this offense from the this is the disaster that uh, Brian Kelly left." So. We'll we'll see there. Maybe that makes Nick Saban saw that and said, hey, I got a lot better tools here in Alabama and I can make Tommy uh, a great coordinator or not make Tommy. I, he could be a great coordinator here and then take it to the next level in the NFL. We shall see. Uh, I'm not going to get into who's, you know, rumors about the next offensive coordinator. Uh, that'll be a, probably another podcast when they do name that. But Marcus Freeman needs to get to work fast. I think we're going to be fine, though, people. I think we'll be fine. It's just Marcus Freeman has to act fast because we got spring ball coming up before you know it. And I'm hoping we have a decision within the next week. I don't want this to go into uh, the following week. So if we got a coach by next Friday or Saturday or even Sunday, I'll be happy. But I don't want this like a, a young so-called what they think is an up-and-comer, like what we thought with Tommy Reese, we saw what that how that worked. Whether there was, whether you can you know justify the excuses, that's to be determined. But I want someone that is polished, accomplished. I don't care if they're young, but if they've been around the game and they've had their resume speaks for themselves. That's what I'm trying to say because we don't want to. um we don't want any, another experiment. We need someone that you know, maybe they have some you know gray in their hair or something with experience, because we can't take a chance on just uh, a high risk reward type of uh, coordinator. Because we have some a lot of talent coming back. We finally have a quarterback that can really take this offense to the next level. At least in my opinion, that is. So thank you so much for joining episode fifty five. And as always, Go Irish!